at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. So Pickering excelling there. Likely means good things. She drives that one into left center field. Cassidy Pickering goes guard. The first OU home run. And how Oklahoma is this in the first inning of the season. The Sooners go wild. Well, it sounds like the uh, the softball team is picking up right where they left off, Tyler. Yeah, it's like the season never ended, right? It's yeah. like uh, uh, June in Oklahoma City, and it just carries right over a grand slam in the first inning. Yeah, they uh, dominated game one, 13-0 over Utah Valley. They're up right now over Duke, 3-0 in the bottom of the sixth. They actually have two on and uh, one out. So three outs away from moving to 2-0 and and a really good win against a pretty good Duke team that has a chance to be in the Women's College World Series at the end of the year. However, Cassidy Pickering, I think, has to be the story of the day today because in her first ever OU at bat, mm. she hits a grand slam. Now, we are used to the incredible, the amazing accomplishments that this team um, you know, always has game in and game out seemingly, but come on, man. Like, you can't overlook a true freshman in her first at-bat having a grand slam or in her first ever plate appearance. That's pretty special. It's pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It only goes down from there, I guess, though, right? I mean, whenever you, you go ahead and hit the grand slam in the first at-bat, was it first pitch, too, or did she at least take one? Uh, <laughs> may that's awesome. First, it may have been first pitch, but that's a heck of a debut, man. Uh, that, that's as good as it gets for your first ever uh, game at OU, and it had me thinking about where that would rank in terms of memorable debuts at OU um, in recent memory. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six different players here. Um, most of these guys from the early 2000s or current – but I'll tell you, like, some notable, incredible first games that I can remember. And I'm going to start with your first game of your true sophomore year, Tommy Harris's mm-hmm. debut against North Carolina. First play, he announces his presence with authority. I don't know what the rest of his stat line was that day. Does it really matter? He made an incredible TFL on his first ever play at OU. Yeah, pretty impressive. Um, right out of the gate, which, you know, it wasn't a shock. I talk all the time about, you know, highly recruited freshmen that come in and uh, forever. My my feeling on it is, yeah, okay, I know you were good in high school. Let's just wait and see what you're like in college. And when Tommy Harris showed up, that lasted about 15 seconds from the first time I saw him. Only because right, the play clock up. down was uh, was down to twelve when they snapped it. That's the only reason it was fifteen seconds. Well, I'm saying like, be- oh, this is way before yeah. his first game. It was on the practice field. He showed up. You know, we 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 start summer workouts, and before that, or before you know, there wasn't 
any guys that I remember that at that time that were showing up early for that spring semester, everyone showed up in the summer for summer workouts to gear up for training camp. And the first day he got there, he, we had like a, you know, we had already done workouts and everything in the morning. And in the afternoon, there was like a player led uh, seven on seven where, you know, the offense, defense, uh, linebackers, secondary uh, skill guys, quarterbacks, you know, we do typical seven-on-seven seven practice. And O-line and D-line go over and, and do, like, some one-on-one -on -one stuff. And just happened to take a peek over there. Everyone was curious to see what the new five-star D-lineman looked like. And he was wrecking guys in one-on-ones already uh, first day on campus. So it was like, uh, oh, my God, that He's ready yeah. immediately. So it came as to no – it was not a surprise to anyone who had been around him that he had yeah. that kind of debut against uh, North Carolina right. of all teams. Uh, another one I can remember, Sam Bradford's debut back in 2007, his first start when OU just destroyed North Texas. Sam was mm -hmm. 21 of 23 in his first start, 363 yards and three touchdowns. He broke Heupel's record for passing yardage in a half that game. And he tied Jay White's record for 18 straight completions in that game. Not Dang. bad. 79 to 10, I think, was the final between OU and North Texas that day. Not bad. Not at all bad. I'd say that's uh, that's pretty impressive. You don't want. How about how about me? My first uh, my first play in college football, running down on kickoff. Got, I didn't got a make holding a tackle call. or anything. Got a holding call, right? <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That's awesome, though. Can you imagine? I mean, we've seen – wasn't there – there was a major leaguer not too long ago that had – I don't know if it's a grand slam, but first at bat, home run. I mean, it's pretty awesome to, to think about stuff like that happening. Yeah, I, I didn't go by order of year. I just kind of randomly thinking before the show, great debuts I can remember. AD's first game against Bowling Green in 04, 16 carries for 100 yards, yeah. but he had a 35-yard touchdown run that made you say, whoa, okay, he, I, I see it. I see it with the mm -hmm. true freshman here, what everyone's talking about. Baker Mayfield, 23 of 33 for 388, three touchdowns and a touchdown run in his first start. But here's maybe the most impressive of all for an OU debut that I can remember. Six total touchdowns, yeah. three passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, 332 yards through the air, 20-23, 176 rushing yards on the ground, and sporting some red cleats all while doing so. Jalen Hurts in his first game against Houston. Hurts, yeah, pretty good by him. Uh, that was... Uh... Yeah, the biggest controversy of the day uh, for that game was the red tape and the red cleats, right? Um, but, yeah, that was that was quite the debut. How about Gavin Freeman first touch in college football? <laughs> that's, that's true, yes. First back-to-back uh, -back years, first time he's touched the football, he scored a touchdown. Maybe he'll do it this year as well, make it three consecutive. Pretty impressive stuff. Pretty impressive. But I would say, stuff. I'd have to say that um, like AD wowed you that first game. Sam Bradford, you knew you had something immediately. Same thing with Tommy Harris. But just in terms of, if you want to look at the numbers, I in my lifetime, it's got to be Jalen Hurts, who's had the most impressive OU debut. Man, those, yeah. those numbers are just silly, man. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. It's... 
It's really impressive. Um, you know, he. It's not a freshman debut. He played a ton of football by yeah. that point, but for a Sooner debut, absolutely. Now, we've had a couple of guys, I think two or three guys, since I've been involved with the broadcast that had a touchdown on their very first carry. I can't remember who all did it, but that's happened a, a handful of times. Gavin Freeman would obviously cool. be one who you just mentioned. I'm trying to think of uh, yeah. who, who else that would have been uh, throughout throughout time as well. That's I have who to think about the, that one. Who was the uh, – there was a running back, Seth. Um, Seth McGowan? I think he – did he have a first carry touchdown? I, maybe. Did they get down towards the goal line and they gave it to him and he plunged Something. in for a one-yard yeah. run? Yeah, I can't. I know that there's been a couple of them, and maybe some people will text in and if they can remember who all that was. But yeah, a grand slam when you're first at bat, and you know it's one of those things where, and I don't know where she's at in the order. I don't know, um, you know, what exactly her role on the team is. But as the softball people around the country are watching and they see a, a freshman step up there at her first at bat rip a grand slam it's like gosh dang it here we go yeah got that for four more years or five or six or however many they're going to be able to play um yeah they didn't need to reload but they still reload with a big time freshman it's crazy hey this reminds me because i'm on here looking at the roster did you see the video that ou softball put out on twitter where Kenzie Hansen was doing like single leg squats, holding the yes. one hundred and five pound dumbbells. I look, man. I, I've just been trained now. By now, I've been trained that you're, you're going to see some incredible things, man. You're, you're just going to see some incredible things with this team. Do not let it take you by surprise because they they are capable of anything, uh, and, and apparently even so in the weight room, strength wise, what what they're able to accomplish. It's insane, man. It's insane. That's crazy. That's crazy. She is um, – it feels like she's been here for 10 years. And, I don't know, had a really good year last year. It, I mean, she had a clutch year last year. She had – didn't she had Kinsey have a bunch of, like, So, Kinsey had – yeah, the, and, the one that you're remembering. And, I mean, it was arguably the biggest play of last year is when they kind of looked dead to rights against Clemson in that Super Regional game, and yeah. with an 0-2 count and two outs, she hit that home run up to tie it, and they eventually won the game. Yeah. Pretty incredible, man. Brent from Jink says, Kyler's first OU touch was a 65-yard run. That's not bad. Um, yeah. 918, I was in a really good mood today and felt good. You guys talking about Gavin Freeman making me sick. <laughs> Come on. Zane says Carl's Jr., and he may be yeah, one that's right. that had a – yeah, they got down towards the goal line and gave it to him, and he scored. Yep, that's right. Um, I remember that. And then he had a run of like three games in a row where they put him in down at the goal line, and he'd fumble the snap oh, yeah. and still figure out a way to score on that play. Nine one eight. that North Texas game was also DeMarco Murray's first game. My son and I were sitting in the north end zone – and he ripped off a 94-yard touchdown right at us. So his first that, game was, was, was that Sam's. Sam's. Yeah. Yeah. Vinny Paul says Broyles against Cincinnati. 
I remember him, I think, scoring the first touchdown of that game, Vinny Paul, but I don't remember what his full stat line is if you if you have that handy. Dan yeah. says Caleb in the Cotton Bowl was the most shocking talent debut I've ever seen. But you had you had seen him in some in some games before that. Yeah. Yeah. He played what? They played K State, they played uh, he probably played in three or four games before yeah. he before I think the, he the Cotton played League. in every game, like n- not a whole lot, but played in every game. I think I could be wrong about that, but one more for the four hundred two. Demarco Murray's debut was impressive. Same day as Sam, so probably overshadowed. Yeah, yeah. Anytime a quarterback's making his debut, it's a pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. So um, I confirmed earlier today that we were to have Bob Stoops on at 320 today. Yeah. He called you. You've tried to call him back. No answer. So we don't know if he was trying to reschedule at the time or what. So I, I guess we'll find out next if we have Coach Stoops or not. We're about, we're about to find out. Well, uh, hopefully we get to hear from him. We've got plenty of stuff going on. Obviously, um, haven't heard from him since the Toby Keith news, so – Want to get his thoughts there? I know they're incredibly close. Um, we got the Super Bowl coming up. We got we got all kinds of stuff happening. So maybe we'll get Coach Stoops on the other side. Maybe not. Stick around. Metro Ford of OKC is where I'm at today. They've got a huge inventory here. We got pickup truck pickup trucks everywhere. Raptors. I'm in front of this Raptor Ford Bronco that is awesome. I've never seen one before. It's incredible. Lot is full. They're making great deals. Uh, top value for trade-ins, and uh, some really good financing options. Also, we'll let you know what all's going on here at Metro Ford of OKC as the show rolls on. Stay tuned. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is The Ref. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade GMC. Hey, everybody. Josh Elmer here. Oklahoma high school basketball is back, and we have it covered on KRefSports.tv. 22 seconds left. Willenborg up ahead. Showtime. <laughs> Trayshawn Dunk. Catch your favorite team in action all winter long. You can also find us on our social media platforms across Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to stay caught up with weekly schedules and highlights. KRefSports.tv, your home for Oklahoma high school sports coverage. On Tuesday, February 13th, vote Scott Dixon for Ward 8 Norman City Council. Scott, a devoted husband, father, National Guard veteran, and community volunteer, will bring strong leadership and make hard decisions for the sake and safety of the Norman community. He believes in fully funding our fire and police, controlling crime to ensure public safety, supporting small business and professional job growth, and is dedicated to promoting safe and clean public spaces for children and families. Vote Scott Dixon, February 13th, Ward 8 Norman City Council. Paid for by Dixon for Norman 2024. 
The law firm of Glass Tabor has been serving Norman and the state of Oklahoma since 1998. Glass Tabor has built a reputation based on thorough preparation, attention to detail, ethical strength, and professionalism. We are your community law firm and have consultants to handle all types and sizes of legal issues. Call Glass Tabor at 405-360-9700 and put their 100 years of experience practicing law the right way to work for you. Or visit GlassTaborLaw.com. Metro Ford of OKC. Hi, it's Dustin Dvorak with Metro Ford of OKC. Are you ready to turn heads on the road? Look no further than Metro Ford of OKC. We've got a wide range of custom trucks to suit your style and needs. Tennessee, Roush, Rocky Ridge, Shelby, we have them all. Experience the thrill of the open road in a truck that's as unique as you are. Visit us at Metro Ford of OKC today or online and drive home in your dream custom truck. Shop where the difference is real at MetroFordofOKC.com. Where are you going to golf in 2024? Hi, Toby Rowland here, and my family loves the Trails Golf Club in Norman. When you join the Trails, it gives you the opportunity for you and your family to spend quality time together, from the great golf, pool in the summertime, and one of the best restaurants in Norman, plus the many family-filled events all year long. Now is the perfect time to join the Trails. Contact Zane Alexander today at 405-360-3790 or visit trailsgolf.com. Water is our most precious resource and something that should be conserved and used wisely. Here are some water conservation tips you can try. In the bathroom, turn off the water while you brush your teeth. You'll save about four gallons per minute. That comes out to about 200 gallons a week for a family of four. Water is life. This message was brought to you by the City of Norman. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center is one of the leaders in orthopedics and podiatry surgery in the state. With six orthopedic surgeons and one podiatrist, along with on-site PT and one of the largest open MRIs in the state, they are able to diagnose, treat, and help with recovery for a wide range of injuries. With offices located across the state, they are never too far away. Give them a call at 405-364-7900 or visit them on the web at orthonorman.com for appointments or more information. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Hopefully we'll catch up with Bob Stoops later on in the show today or maybe at some point tomorrow. If nothing else, we'll catch up with him uh, next Tuesday. But would love to hear his thoughts on, uh, you know, just, just Toby Keith's passing and, and how he's been dealing with it, their friendship, because, you know, like for years around here it was, well, Bob's got an inner circle, man. He, he keeps his circle pretty tight. It seems like Toby Keith was was always in that circle. I I, I don't know if sure. they were best friends, but you could tell they were really, 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 really close. Yep, definitely really close. Um, I mean, goodness, you're talking about a, a 25 year history. Um, you know, I'm sure Toby Keith is one of the first people to welcome Coach Stoops whenever he showed up here um, in Oklahoma and. As close as he's been with with all of the athletic programs and and everything, I mean, a, a really close relationship there. I know Coach Stoops is a member out at Belmar, spends a lot of time out at Toby's Golf Course. So, yeah, um, golfing buddies, obviously sports buddies, but um, you know, became really close friends. So, yeah, at, at some point we'll 
we'll have a chance to hear from Coach on that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, by the way, it's uh, it's final. Duke had the bases loaded with just one out. OU gets out of the jam to beat top ten Duke. I think they're number nine in one poll. Uh, OU wins three to nothing. So they Ooh, beat Utah nice. Valley what thirteen nothing in game one, and they beat Duke, who's Teddy. That's that may be the best team that they play all year in the non-conference. If it's not Duke, yeah. it's Washington, who they play tomorrow. So they already clear a big-time hurdle. That's now 55 straight for OU softball. And how funny is that? I, OU threw – multiple pitchers were into – Nicole May got the, got the first start in game one. But she only pitched three innings. Kirsten Deal ended up pitching. Peyton Monticelli ended up pitching. Kelly Maxwell started game two. Carly Keeney came in in game two as well. So about, what, at least five pitchers were in today. OU loses maybe the best pitcher in college softball, top two, top three, and they just continue right, right along. Like, there's not many collegiate programs in any sport that could lose their best player or lose the uh, one of the best players in the sport and keep humming along, but OU softball can. No yeah. Jordy, no problem. It's all good. Yeah, um, it's pretty awesome, and – uh, about what you'd expect, uh, honestly, is as good as they've been. It's it's one of those things where just naturally we're not going to be we're not going to be all that impressed because we've seen all these things yeah. so often. So it's just a it's kind of a weird place to be. Where it's it's like talk to us whenever the win streak hits a hundred, you know. Then we'll it's wild the. The dominance mm-hmm. over a sport that they've got right now is incredible. But you know how it works. You know, when some when, when a program somewhere takes it and pushes it to the absolute next level, eventually others, you know, it makes everyone better, makes the sport better, and people find a way to catch up and gain ground on you a little bit. And sometimes it's, you know, maybe it's Patty Gasso saying that, you know, she's retiring, going out on top. I don't know when that might be, but they are absolutely at the pinnacle right now. And hey, this is going to be a fun year. And honestly, like they play, they always try and make uh, tough schedules. But when they go to the SEC, it's going to make the oh, yeah, softball man. schedule awesome too. Yeah. Um, Georgia's going to be really good this year. Tennessee may be the second best team. LSU's got a good team. Arkansas have a good team. Like the SEC is a. I think it's probably the most dominant softball conference now. It used to be the Pac-12, and the Pac-12's still good. Arizona's taking a step back. Uh, Washington's still pretty good. UCLA, I think even this year, was preseason ranked 9 or 10, so maybe not what they've been the past few years or so. But it's it's the SEC, because I think the SEC put in a lot of money to their softball programs in that conference. And you yeah. mentioned... Um, you know, you mentioned something with OU there that I find interesting, and I think it's true, is, you know, OU, like the OU softball program as someone that lives here, so easy to like. How could you not appreciate and like this program? The head coach is awesome and all about the right things. The players are awesome and seem to be about all the right things. They'll stay long after the game is over to sign every autograph. Like, they just go about themselves the way – that you would want a team to go about things, you know, and, and they also win a lot. But w- we see that side. The rest of the country 
really dislikes this team because of how much they win. Like, yeah. you've noticed, haven't you, recently, how many other even head coaches take shots at this program? And I think that those programs out there, if you want to dislike OU because they're so good, fine, whatever, that, that, that's okay. But you also got to thank OU because the growth, the incredible growth that we've seen in softball, I think OU's led the way in that, man. The point you made is OU being so good has maybe fueled some other programs out there. I don't think that there's any doubt that that's the case, man. Like yeah. When you see a dynasty going on in your sport and that's what you're chasing, I think naturally teams across the country, especially in the Southeast, end up getting better because of OU's dominance and what they're chasing. So the growth of the sport has been incredible. It's on ABC now in the postseason. It's on TV way more than it ever has been. We're, we're seeing the growth. But OU's led that growth more than any other program in the country. I, I don't think that's very debatable. Yeah. No, I, I think you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's debatable. I know that they have they've taken the analytics thing to the next level. I mean, they obviously pour a ton of resources and time into it. Not that uh, everyone else out there doesn't also, but, um, you know, the recruiting and the momentum that they've got right now is it's got to be really difficult to compete with. I, I don't even remember. I know the, what, didn't they sign like three of the top four players in the country <laughs> three, or something? Three of the top six is maybe like what it was, but like, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's, and whoever wasn't in the top six will end up being an incredible player here, I'm sure, you know? And then yeah. they'll go get someone in the transfer portal like they did Kelly Maxwell this past year. It's just – it's insane. Yeah. Like, so many schools out there in so many sports, if they lose their best player at a position, especially at a position that's so critical, like pitcher in softball, there's not a lot of positions in collegiate sports more important than a pitcher in college softball. OU lost Jordy Ball, who was – Women's College World Series MVP last year. And like I said, man, they're just going to continue to hum along. They'll, they'll be fine. They're not going to lose the national championship because they don't have Jordy Ball. They're still going to be really good in the circle this year. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Maxwell. Have we seen her on the mound yet? Yeah, she started against, uh, as you say, Duke earlier today uh, in okay. this last game. She uh, Five innings, zero runs, one hit, two strikeouts, and one walk in her OU debut. Nice. Yeah, not bad against a, a really good Duke team. Really nice. Okay. So we're off to uh, off to a good start pitching. Nicole May's been out there. Maxwell's been out there. Um, did they, was the first game only a three inning game? Was that a run rule? Is that what that was? No, I think it ended up going. No, it, it was it was five innings. Okay. Yeah. Five. All right. Yeah, because May three innings, Deal one inning, and Peyton Monticelli one inning. Yeah, so it was it was a five inning game. Cherokee Sooner says 55 straights and 14 to go. <laughs> the ladies are doing a great job, whatever the blanket is that they do. <laughs> You're right, Cherokee Sooner. 55 straight, 14 more to go. Let's just let's just get there. Uh, I love that's the uh, that's the Toby Keith quote, right? What's the, uh, wh- which one? There's there's more than one. Well, it, that was that quote. Um, you're doing a really good job at whatever oh, yeah, the blanket yes. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, correct. I thought we were talking about the 55 straight. If he had a quote on that, but yes, that's right. No, no. The uh, what? Why well, am Colbert with uh, with Colbert? Right. Yeah. That he has stitched into a, a pillow. That's pretty funny. Nine one eight. I can't that. wait to watch the softball girls try and 
for Pete, huge Gasso fan, do you guys know when softball season starts? I know the first pitch of the season will be 11 a.m. I should have read that in a different voice. They, they get the show. <laughs> My bad. Huge fan. Uh, Vinny Paul fan. says, you know what I hate about the mood of the SEC? Idiots will value our football program by the price of car or star QB buys. Is that true? I, I mean, did see George's that... quarterback buy a, uh, a luxury vehicle earlier this week. Really? What kind of luxury vehicle? I'll have to go back and look, but uh, Carson Beck, will uh, he'll be driving a nice vehicle from uh, here on out. Well, I think pretty much every quarterback at a legitimate D1 program is going to be driving a really nice vehicle. I mean, that's – it's a kind of a sad – I mean, the text is – correct to some degree that if you're somewhere and your quarterback's not driving a brand new he got a lambo uh, is what he vehicle. got he got a lambo thank you Whew. sean can you believe that yes uh, i can yes well, Th- three years I mean, ago no today sure absolutely i can i guess i can believe it but it's just a it's the it's a waste of a great car you know and i'm sure there was some reluctance around the Georgia athletic department with all of the racing problems that they've had recently to start stuffing kids into Lamborghinis. But there we go. I'm sure Carson Beck knows what to do with the 750 horsepower Lamborghini. (laughs) Sean says the SEC is by far the most dominant women's sports conference. Uh, great at softball. Oh, man, it ain't close. Women's basketball, of course, with Corella DeVille down there at LSU. Hoops yes. and – I mean, when you talk about hoops and softball, it ain't even close. Oh, South no. Carolina, it, duh. They're, they're, yeah. they're really good. South Carolina, Tennessee, Tennessee um, it ain't close. And gymnastics are great at gymnastics. You got LSU, you got uh, Florida – um, I think Alabama and Georgia are both pretty good at gymnastics, right? So, no, that's, yeah. that's totally correct. Alabama, Florida, LSU. Um, yeah. Track, and, which you have to, you know, you got men's and women's track, but women's track, 100% SEC. LSU, great sprinting uh, track program. Everyone knows about Arkansas. Yeah, big time. Uh, from the 580, I want my quarterback to drive a 1997 Tahoe no matter how much he makes. There you go. <laughs> With the plastic uh, uh, hubcaps on it as well. Like the, the, yeah. fake, the fake spinners on it. I, I, I like that a lot. There's no mm-hmm. doubt. Yeah. Uh, does it say more about your team if, you're, if your quarterback drives a Lamborghini instead of a Ford pickup truck? Yeah. I mean, I, I want to be a Ford pickup truck program, don't, don't you? Rather than a Lambo program? Well, it is true. And. Unless you fall out of the back of it. like that, but you would not find me turning down a Lamborghini. So that's just kind of how it goes. Well, let's, okay. When it's offered up, what are you going to do? I, I do think this matters. What was Josh Heupel? What was Hype driving back in 2000? Do you remember? I think he drove like a, um, like a, like a pewter colored Honda Accord or that, something. That's, that, there you go. That's it's perfect. Is we'll we'll right? get you around. I think that's right. Now, uh, Jason White was a 
He was a, he's a car dude. He always had he always had a cool truck or something. Um, like he had like a full full size red uh, Chevy truck that was like lowered. It was really cool. But I, I'm pretty sure hype drove a like a pewter colored like mid '90s Honda Accord. You know what? Who I could be wrong. We on don't that. care about the facts on this show. Let's just roll with that, okay? That's what he drove. We'll roll with it. A, a pewter Honda sure Accord from the mid '90s. That's what I want to believe. I'm sure that there's people out there that can verify that that were around Norman at the time. I mean, and his license plate not- said it was 63 to 14. It was one of those custom ones that was set on the back <laughs> for 13 to two, whatever you want to use. I don't, I don't care. It was probably like lefty. <laughs> yeah, seriously, lefty. That's that's great. Um, pewter colored Honda Accord. I, I'd love to see. I'd love to see like over the decade. Like where a uh, college football team parks, like the parking lot before a game, before a practice, whatever. What the cars look like and the condition of the cars twenty years ago when you were playing compared to now in the NIL era. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be drastically different, which is fine. That's good. I'm I'm happy for those guys that. They're going to be driving some nice vehicles. Yeah. Uh, let me read two texts. 405, I live by Jason White, and he still has a bunch of badass cars and trucks. Yeah. Good for Jay White. Eric and OC got my Brent Rawls reference, by the way. So thank you, Eric. I didn't think anyone picked <laughs> up on that. Falling out of the back of a truck. Oh, jeez. All right. Let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Metro Ford of OKC. Got a ton of inventory here. We've got all kinds of pickup trucks, F-150s here. They've got some Raptors out there as well. We've got the Ford Broncos. I see the Harley-Davidson Ford pickup out there, Roush Racing Trucks. We've got it all here at Metro Ford of OKC. We'll be back. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is The Ref. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade GMC. Hey, everybody. Josh Elmer here. Oklahoma high school basketball is back, and we have it covered on krefsports.tv. 22 seconds left. Willenborg up ahead. Showtime, <laughs> Trayshawn Dunk. Catch your favorite team in action all winter long. You can also find us on our social media platforms across Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to stay caught up with weekly schedules and highlights. krefsports.tv, your home for Oklahoma high school sports coverage. On Tuesday, February 13th, vote Scott Dixon for Ward 8 Norman City Council. Scott, a devoted husband, father, National Guard veteran, and community volunteer, will bring strong leadership and make hard decisions for the sake and safety of the Norman community. He believes in fully funding our fire and police, controlling crime to ensure public safety, supporting small business and professional job growth, and is dedicated to promoting safe and clean public spaces for children and families. Vote Scott Dixon, February 13th, Ward 8 Norman City Council. Paid for by Dixon for Norman 2024. 
The law firm of Glass Tabor has been serving Norman and the state of Oklahoma since 1998. Glass Tabor has built a reputation based on thorough preparation, attention to detail, ethical strength, and professionalism. We are your community law firm and have consultants to handle all types and sizes of legal issues. Call Glass Tabor at 405-360-9700 and put their 100 years of experience practicing law the right way to work for you. Or visit GlassTaborLaw.com. Metro Ford of OKC. Hi, it's Dustin Dvorak with Metro Ford of OKC. Are you ready to turn heads on the road? Look no further than Metro Ford of OKC. We've got a wide range of custom trucks to suit your style and needs. Tennessee, Roush, Rocky Ridge, Shelby, we have them all. Experience the thrill of the open road in a truck that's as unique as you are. Visit us at Metro Ford of OKC today or online and drive home in your dream custom truck. Shop where the difference is real at MetroFordofOKC.com. Where are you going to golf in 2024? Hi, Toby Rowland here, and my family loves the Trails Golf Club in Norman. When you join the Trails, it gives you the opportunity for you and your family to spend quality time together, from the great golf, pool in the summertime, and one of the best restaurants in Norman, plus the many family-filled events all year long. Now is the perfect time to join the Trails. Contact Zane Alexander today at 405-360-3790 or visit trailsgolf.com. Water is our most precious resource and something that should be conserved and used wisely. Here are some water conservation tips you can try. In the bathroom, turn off the water while you brush your teeth. You'll save about four gallons per minute. That comes out to about 200 gallons a week for a family of four. Water is life. This message was brought to you by the City of Norman. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center is one of the leaders in orthopedics and podiatry surgery in the state. With six orthopedic surgeons and one podiatrist, along with on-site PT and one of the largest open MRIs in the state, they are able to diagnose, treat, and help with recovery for a wide range of injuries. With offices located across the state, they are never too far away. Give them a call at 405-364-7900 or visit them on the web at orthonorman.com for appointments or more information. It is being referenced as the hype mobile right now on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. People are finding pewter Honda Accords from back in the day. Scott T. text one in uh, on the showroom floor of a dealership. No telling how old that photo is. Unless there's a Norman dealership huh. that uh, he traded that in and they still have it on the showroom floor because it used to be hype's uh, vehicle back in the day. Maybe. Um, I... <sighs> I'm pretty sure that's what he drove. Let's just well, let's just go with let's just right go now. with it. Yeah, let's just say that that's what it is. It probably would have been like a '94 or '95. Let's say 1994, because uh, it was several years. Drove old. that bad boy down from Aberdeen when he was in Snow Junior College when he was moving in. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. Pretty sure. Could be I could be totally wrong, but for whatever reason, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, hopefully, we get him on during SEC Media Day. Uh, please, text line, will you remind us to ask him about the pewter Honda Accord that he allegedly drove in college? Would would like to yeah. would like to get that story correct. Text line also wants to know what you were driving back in the day, 
20 years ago. Let's see. Whenever I first got there, I drove a Toyota pickup truck, four-wheel drive pickup truck. Uh, it was great. Manual transmission. Um, and then I got a, like the old school square body Jeep Cherokee. <laughs> yeah. Upgrade. You know what I'm talking about? It was great. It had an inline six in it. They didn't, they don't make that motor anymore. That motor was awesome. And I think that's, is that what I had all the way through? I think that's what I had the rest of the way. So no one at that time was, uh, you know, driving a fifty-five, sixty thousand dollar car because it was given to them. Correct. D- I mean, different era in the sports. Well, I guess I can't say for sure how, where people got their vehicles. I don't know, but there weren't a whole lot of brand new vehicles in the parking lot. There's a bunch of junky ones, but not a lot of new ones. Um, what Sean says, I saw the suits that Heupel and Jay White wore to the Heisman. I think they had a JC Penny NIL deal. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, the old JC Penny or Dillard's off the rack suit. The one size fits all. Yeah. What, uh, 402, what the hell is pewter? Honestly, never seen this before. Well, it's like champagne or something, mm-hmm. right? Was that what you'd call it? Like, a. I guess it's like a just Google pewter Honda Accord, and that's it's gonna it's gonna show that the hype mobile is gonna show the, up. It's the mm-hmm. color that's like a mix of gold and silver. I don't know what you would call that, but it's kind of between the two. Champagne, I think, is what some other people call it. Yeah, uh, Oki Drinkslinger. What would Teddy's go-to car in two thousand be if OU had nil? In 2000, what vehicle would I have wanted? 1985 Chevy Silverado with Stepside, please. Yeah. No, no Stepside. Just a, an 85 short wide with a 350 in it. Yep, there you go. Probably. I would have loved that. Candy apple red driving around. Hook, line, and sinker, baby. I'm done. I wish uh, I wish NIL were a thing back then because I, I wonder if – did you ever watch the show Pimp My Ride on MTV? If that yeah. if that show would have made its way with collegiate, if Josh Heupel's Honda a pewter Honda Accord would have been on Pimp My Ride with exhibits, that would have been an episode, man. That's an episode idea for you. I don't know that show. They took horrible cars and made them worse. Uh, in my opinion, hey man, that trunk that you had that used to put stuff in, yeah, we put a giant fish tank and a pool table in the in the back of your trunk instead. <laughs> That's essentially, what that show was. Right. That's right. We got a fridge. Sure That's all- your your entire back seat now. It's just a giant fridge. You can put whatever you want in there. We know that you like to drink and we know that you like to eat. We heard about that, so we made your uh, back seat a giant fridge. There you go. Yeah, it's full of Mountain Dew, your favorite drink. And as soon as you drive off the lot, it's all going to stop working and fall <laughs> totally apart. I was uh, that yeah. that that was that was in the rotation back in the day. Pit my ride. Uh, pewter is yeah. a Tampa Bay Buccaneers color. Also says the uh, says the text line. Yeah, that's is that what they call that? See, that seems almost a little bit darker than my imagining uh, of the color, but. I, I could be totally wrong on it, but yeah, that's that's like their helmet, their helmet cut, their uh, yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers helmets, pewter. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. Um, that's pretty funny, though. That was the big. Hey, that was the big color apparently in the mid '90s for your uh, pewter was your J or uh, your hype pewter cars. The hype mobile was uh, was in style. I, I I like to hear that, man. I'm sure uh, he sa- he your... sounds like a guy that when he finally traded that in, it probably had about 180 thousand miles on it, if not more. Probably drove it till the wheels fell off. Yeah, trade. I uh, traded it in. What makes you think that it made it to the lot to <laughs> it be traded in? Down the side of the road, and he finally had to go get a. Uh, go Just get a new leave car. it. <laughs> uh, 405AD drove a metallic green Crown Vic on 22s. That's from Ra- okay. Ranger Jake. Nice. That's pretty loud. I know Jamal Brown had like a. Uh, he had like he had like a Crown Vic or something, a white one. I was thinking an Escalade uh, guy for uh, for Jamal Brown. Well, he may some have sort been of later. an SUV. He may have been later. Um, let's see. Derek Strait had a green Toyota Camry with blacked out windows, and the the tent on the front windshield that went like halfway down. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I I wish you could uh I wish you could pro or like tell us about all of the uh all the major players from that team what what their car situation was back then. I bet the the make and models were different but everyone's situation was probably pretty much the same back then. Yeah, they were I mean pretty much every co- car a minimum of like 5 or 6 years old. Um Wes Sims had a really cool the old the two-door Tahoe, you remember those? Yeah. Those were cool. He had one of those. Uh, Dan Cody. <laughs> Dan Cody had to drive a, a truck. Please, it had to be a truck. No. No? What? He had a black uh, blazer. A black, like the S10 blazer or yeah. whatever. And the 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 seats in it were messed up. So, like, it was like the manual slide forward and slide back for the seats. And... Like, the gears were, like, ripped out of them, so the seats, the two front seats would slide forward and back as you drove. That's one of the biggest upsets Uh, of all time. I definitely thought Dan Cody a truck, and we're talking 82 Chevy long bed for for Dan Cody with just stuff all in the back of the the long bed there. Yeah, I think every now and then he'd drive the work truck up from the ranch. Uh, as a, as a side, That's how I'd like to car, imagine but. Dan Cody, yes, driving the work truck up from the ranch from, what, Ada? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Metro Ford of OKC, great financing available. we got a full lot, huge inventory right now, giving top dollar for trade-in. So come and see us up here at Metro Ford of OKC. We'll be back. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. At 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Now you can't beat that. Be sure to check out the lineups for Buick and GMC and get top dollar for your trade. So take a little drive to big savings. Dorsey Jones Buick G. What's yours? Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510, and make sure they're working for you.
Cavens Group bringing you the sour of the rush. If you have an emergency 24 hours a day, give Cavens a call. They specialize in fire, water, mold remediation, and crime scene cleanup. That's Cavens Group at 405-573-3048. 405-573-3048. Uh, Meyer Chevrolet text line from the 402. BYU was number seven in the net rankings. That was a huge win on Tuesday night. And you and I were both out yesterday, so we haven't had a chance to talk about it. But, yeah, that was a, a big win for multiple reasons. That was a kind of yeah. had-to-have-it game for, for momentum, protecting your home floor. It's a, a good win against BYU. That second half, man, like they, they weren't always great in the first half, but they turned it on defensively, it felt like, in the second half kind of paced away from BYU, like, yeah, that that felt like that was a much, much needed win. And, of course, to honor Toby Keith as well. That was pretty cool. Yep, that's right. Um, hit some threes. Uh, you know, had one of our better days from, from, the, from the floor, shot 49%. You know, we had talked about that leading into that night, uh, that they needed to become way more efficient than what they had been. Uh, McCollum. Thought he had a good game getting to the foul line to generate some points. Was 5'11 from the field. Um, you know, you got – I thought you got good play kind of up and down the bench from multiple guys. Yeah, that was a nice one. They needed it. Um, Suarez came off the bench with 12. And um, Uzan had a nice day. He had a couple of threes. So yeah, the I, way I thought, you the way you played in the second half made you feel really good. That not only you won that game, but you won eighty two sixty six against the BYU team right. that we mentioned could really shoot the three ball. That was a good it's a good twenty minutes of basketball, man. And Saturday is equally, if not more, important. Um, this is I, not that any game in the Big Twelve is ever easy, but this is one that you just you, you got to have against a team that you're a lot better than. You know. There's OSU no just 10 and 13 on the year. And for as up and down as we've been on this team this year, we've been up on this team, man. Like it's 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 felt pretty good at times with where they were at. We've also felt pretty low after a tech uh loss at home, a Texas loss at home. But if you win on Saturday, all of a sudden you're 18 and 6 overall, and you're 6 and 5 in conference play. And kind of in that upper tier in the conference standings. You yeah. went on Saturday, and you should. You need to, but you're going to assess the situation on Saturday night if you win and say, dang, we're in a really good spot. Right. Well, here's the thing. You can't lose that game. You just you can't. I know that you've you've got some good momentum right now with BYU uh, with that win. I, I don't know. That may be the most points we've scored in a half since conference play. I think it would. We score 46, 48. In the second half, scored 30. I think it was because it was tied at 34 in the in the first half. Like that that was a really nice second half. Oklahoma State, they they're winless on the road in the conference. Right? They, haven't, they haven't won a conference game. They beat West Virginia at home and they beat K State at home. Yeah, and they've been but often just like that, hammered on the road. They got hammered at Kansas, hammered at Houston. They it feels like they've lost decisively just about every road game they've played in the conference too. They're yeah. not a good team. I mean, they're not a good basketball team. I don't know any other way to say it with, with OSU. There is, and that's kind of the point is like, I, you, you beat BYU, who's a top 25 team, and the feeling is, is okay, you, you, you bought yourself a little bit of, of, of leash there, but 
No, there's no way to say that losing to Oklahoma State is it's okay. Well, at least you got to be like you just can't lose this game, especially with what Porter Moser's record has been against Oklahoma State. Yep. In Texas, you absolutely have to win it. And because do. the Red Solo Cups will be there, can't lose because of that. I was looking oh, at tickets great. last night, by the way. Um, I'm on StubHub right now. Forty-six bucks each is the cheapest ticket available for for Ooh. two together before fees. Okay. I think it's going to be a really good crowd on Saturday night. That's good. That's good. They need it. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We got hour number two next. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, K.